We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. From the capital of the South, this is the Run ATL Podcast. My name is Mike Cosentino. It is my pleasure to be with you and hosting this audio journey. I have the good fortune of doing it alongside my dear friend, the man you've come to know and love himself, Dolomite Dave Martinez D2. Hello to you. Hello. And yeah, we're, uh, you know, Oh, less than a week away from uh, Peachy's Pedestrian Active Party. Not a week away from. I, we're a week past, past kind, yeah. of, and it's, kind of. But we're still buzzing from it. What a special day that was. The interesting thing for sure is that on that Sunday in late July, of course, no surprise to anyone, over 90 degrees. We had such a good time with our friends from Wild Heaven Brewing, including... The opportunity to put, I could not believe this, D2, over 125 people on the Atlanta Beltline on the west side. It was such a good time on the west end, of course, part of the virtual 15K run walk. Congratulations to everyone who did do that distance post-Petrie in July, and what an awesome time we had. They were better than me because I, I, you know, I was like, I am not running a 90-degree heat, you know. I mean, I granted, I, I did a century ride the, the day before, so my legs were kind of toast anyway, but that I had no intention of running at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in 90-degree heat and, and without any shade, so... Kudos to those that did. You know, congratulations. You're much better than I am. I am a delicate flower. I wilt <laughs> under the sun. Well, I don't know if that's the case, considering you got that same heat when you were running 100 or riding 100 miles the day before. But for those who have not seen D2 and just figure he's always in split shorts and his favorite pair of running shoes, he came out in his Alakai sandals. He had his Bermudas on. He was looking quite the beer garden participant for sure you had a good time and uh it was good to see you just kind of hanging out and enjoying the weekend yeah the the uh, the comments i believe was i looked like i was on vacation like i'd come <laughs> from the beach so yes i had the tank top you know the running tail tank top you know some board shorts and sandals well we live on vacation in this industry part of that is because we get to give things away we mentioned in the last episode that we had books books that we had neglected to give away as timely as we would have liked to but once again we are now playing catch up very successfully we had meb kaflizgi's book 26 marathons what i learned about faith identity running and life from my marathon career for those of you who have not heard our episode with meb you should certainly go back and listen to it what a great way to put a book together he took each of those 26 marathons and what he learned and crafted it into a life lesson that has application not just to running i would say even more boldly to other aspects of life what a great read it is i'm going to indicate very clearly the next person who's going to get a chance to read this is rob coon Rob, if you're listening, you're our winner. We'll be connecting with you in the next few days to make sure we have your preferred delivery address. But D2, we're just going to keep giving things away. Yes, that's right. So, you know, um, you know a couple episodes ago, we had uh, Myrna Valerio, and she had a book, A Beautiful Work in Progress. So that's the next book that we're going to give out. And 
you know, in order to win the book, you will have to email us at podcast at bigpeachrunningcode.com. And we're going to change things up a little bit because this is, you know, Myrna runs trails and you yes. know, we actually have a trail run, trail race coming up in November. Big Peach's Farm to Trail. Awesome. We want those that have already registered or will register. We just want proof through email that you've registered and you will be entered into a drawing for this book. Excellent. You may hear when you go back or maybe can recall episode number 54 with Myrna Valerio. We've invited her to be there. She used to be a resident of North Georgia, so hopefully we'll have her as a homecoming for that. But you need to be there for sure. So take D2's advice, not only to enter by showing us your registration, but making plans for sure to be part of that farm to trail event that we're doing with Dirty Spokes. D2 today, very, very special. We get a chance to have someone, our featured conversation in studio, none other than Coach Kirk Shellhouse from Oglethorpe University, already produced in a relatively short period of time. He came on to that campus in August of 2015, already produced five individual championships there through his cross-country and track and field teams, and 32 all Southern Athletic Association performer. So he's had quite the level of success at Oglethorpe, including a 2018 season that puts the pressure on the Stormy Petrels going into this new cross-country season. What a perfectly timed episode. You and I recognize very clearly the bell is rung, school has commenced, and student-athletes in many sports are back to work. That includes cross-country for sure. So for those of you who are a student-athlete, for those of you who are coaches or Booster Club members, for those of us who are parents of student-athletes, this is a terrific episode, a very enjoyable conversation we had with Coach Shellhouse, and we're going to bring it to you uninterrupted right after this brief message. Do your feet hurt? Feel any discomfort in your joints or lower back when you run? Your shoes might be the root of the problem. Whatever your fitness level, your feet should be comfortable and your shoes shouldn't be the cause of an injury or keep you from achieving your fitness goals. Come into any of our seven Big Peach Running Company locations for a free three-step fit process, including a video gait analysis. Our professional fitters will help get you into shoes that fit so you can enjoy running, walking, or any activity that requires you to be on your feet. Our 100% satisfaction guarantee will give you peace of mind if your new shoes don't live up to your expectations. Simply return them. No problems, no hassles, no time limit. We want to make sure you're completely happy with your shoes so you can achieve your fitness goals. Visit Big Peach Running Company today. And welcome back to the Ron ATL Podcast D2. This is like coffee with a new friend, like we said in our intro, Coach Kirk Shellhouse from Oglethorpe University has joined us in studio. Welcome, Coach. It is awesome to have you here. Glad to be here. Really excited. Uh, first podcast for me, so um, it's going to be fun. Well, I'm sure it will not be your last. In fact, you are our resident expert. As we mentioned in our introduction, it is that time. It is hard to believe we are hearing the school bell already. Everybody back in session, which also means it is the preseason for cross country. We have student athletes all over this great state and country getting ready to let it go and get their season started. So we thought we needed to bring in an obvious expert 
into what needs to be considered by student athletes, by coaches, even by parents as we get ready for a new season. So let's get started right away. You know, for you, even your student athletes, also 30 days or so from that first meet, already in the midst of some pretty hardcore training and trying to take advantage of summer miles. For those people who are now walking into the month of August, they are the student athlete. They might even be your student athlete. What should, be they, what should they be thinking about as the season begins? If they're a seasoned athlete, they're a sophomore or a junior, they're maybe coming in to their senior year. We're gonna to touch on someone that is new, but for now to get started, that seasoned athlete, what would you kind of suggest to him or her? Yeah, you know, so we, we have a, we have a at Oglethorpe right now, coming to our men and women, the, the cross-country team, we have a, uh, a veteran group this year for the first time. Oh, good. Um, um, and this would be my first class since I've been at Oglethorpe, so my fifth year, but first class going all four years through. And, um, you know, we try to tell our kids just to, to kind of go through the motions, enjoy it, relax, you know, um, um, be part of the experience, even as an upperclassman. I mean, they've been through the, the ringer before, to use that expression, and... Uh, and you know, they want to be focusing on their miles, the the short term goals, getting healthy coming into the season, make sure their all their little paperwork and their stuff, just like a high school athlete would do. You know, just the little things that need to get done during the summer mm-hmm. needs to get done. You know, before school year starts, scheduling, housing, all that stuff. Because you know, there's some kids that do wait to the last second to make sure they're you know they're where they're supposed to be or they're switching kids things. Kids and so, adults. So I actually encourage our kids to just worry about the little things. Make sure that you're, you're taking care of the 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 check checklist that we need to do to get ready for the season and then come in being excited you know um, being ready to go fit you know taking care of is there the injuries or any issues we're having um, and just being excited for the season we don't try to get too ahead of ourselves but we also you know the upperclassmen our juniors and seniors know what the expectations are for us know that there are great things on the horizon which there have been the last few years every year we tend to get a little bit better, um, which is always the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I never want our kids to to overdo it, you know, to, to overthink it, to, to be stressed out about something that's going to happen in November or October um, when we're, we're just starting in August. You know, little take care of one week at a time, one day at a time, and then the whole thing will come together. And that's it makes it, it makes it way more enjoyable. So that's what we tell our upperclassmen. Well, and especially one thing that I want to pull out and have you perhaps unpack a little bit Mm -hmm. further. But first, you mentioned how this is kind of a fun year where you get your class that you've had all the way through. Mm -hmm. August of 2015, Coach Shellhouse was named to this posting head coach for both cross country and track and field for both the men and women at Oglethorpe University. You mentioned, Coach, that... They should let you know, perhaps let the athletic trainer know, and I think this is great advice, but I'm going to let you teach on it for a minute, and that is that upperclassman who's coming in with perhaps something that's bothering him or her or has something that they just can't shake. Maybe if it's not related to an injury or feeling great, but it's related to that paperwork, it's related Mm -hmm. to the anxiety perhaps that Mm -hmm. comes with starting a new school year Mm -hmm. or their junior or senior year. That's awesome advice to be able to say, gosh, you got to let us know. We need to know all about that. Tell me what that is does for a coach who has an athlete who's willing to give them more than just what their summer mileage totals were yeah 
building relationships. I mean, you know, we try to teach our kids to say, hey, be honest, be transparent, be forthcoming, um, but also take care of business. And, you know, and hopefully that alludes to down the road when they go out in the real world to do mm-hmm. the same thing with their boss, be be honest, be real people. And I think people are going to respect that more with them. So when a kid's having an issue, you know, during during this, the summer, if it's something small like, oh, I stepped off a curb and now my hamstring's bothering me, my IT band or my, you know, whatever, you know, if the kids are more transparent, I can help them. And it makes me build a relationship with them and say, this is the kid that's going to, you know, be able to, oh, okay, you know, like work with us and and, and be someone we can count on during the year. Um, versus I've had athletes in the past who, you know, at other institutions that <laughs> didn't, didn't, you know, weren't really transparent mm-hmm. with me. And then we came in and they were, you know, they were hurt. They, they got worse. Things, went, things went, things went downhill. They got behind. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't a great experience for them. And that's in the, in the bottom line, no matter what education experience is, what we sell and what we really care about, what I care about. Um, so you're not having a good experience if you're, if you're hurt or if you're, you know, it's not fun and we want to make sure it's fun. So we just want to, you know, when we're working with our kids, we want to say, hey, be honest, bring something to them. There's an issue with anything. It could be on that. It could be, you know, a family issue. It could be personal issues. It could be something's not going right or something drastically changed. There's different cases, you know, individually throughout throughout these years that we manage, we work with, and it builds a better experience for the kid by, by being honest and working with them, having a better relationship with them. Well, I think there's that seasoned athlete who also has the opportunity to build perhaps further develop a culture mm-hmm. of that type of thinking of that type of behavior so for all of you seasoned athletes whether you're on the cross country team or in any other sport to truly and I know there are some exceptions but I believe that the heart and soul of so many coaches at most levels is truly to be that mentor to be that guide for those athletes and if you're keeping things to yourself as an athlete mm-hmm. you're robbing yourself you're depriving your program perhaps mm-hmm of what can be that better experience that Coach Shellhouse has taken us to. Okay, so now let's think about perhaps that incoming freshman or transfer yeah. for you. Yeah. But also that freshman at a school or perhaps somebody who said over the summer or recently, no matter what year they are, I think I'm going to do cross country mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. And it's their first time stepping into the program. What is some of the guidance or what are some of those suggestions you would give to them yeah. as they make their first strides? Open mind. Come in with an open mind, um, be ready to work, be ready to ask questions, to, to trust and to believe in what you're doing. Um, if you do those simple things and you just kind of take things, like I mentioned earlier, one step at a time, your experience is going to be great. You're going to have you're going to have an awesome awesome time. If you're a high school kid that's just starting to pick up, you know, running, or if you're a college kid that's made the big jump going from the scholastic program to you know being at a university far away from home. You know, mm-hmm. um, going in with an open mind, ready to learn from not only the coaching staff and, and, you know, faculty and advisors, but, you know, to the upperclassmen, you know, kind of walk in their footsteps, you know, decide if what they're doing is right and if I need to improve on it or make my own path or if I need to follow these guys, you know, down the road. And by going in with that open mind, you know, I, I think it, it provides the kids to be less stressful about environment. There's no, we never tell our kids, there's no, we're never relying on them to make a big splash. I think that's unfair to ever ask a, a new person to running or a new person for a freshman at the collegiate level to come in and make a big splash. Now we say, hey, we, you can be great. You can do stuff for our more talented athletes. Um, but we want them to come in and have the, the no stress you know, on them, no you know, weight on their shoulders. And if they can just do that and manage that, 
it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a great year. And usually what happens, they run well. They do well. Or, mm-hmm. or they perform. If you're, you're a new new student athlete, you come in with no, you know, kind of like, oh, I want to learn. I want to figure this out. And then before you know it, you're running times that you never thought you could. And that's when you're like, wow, this is something I love and I'm going to keep doing forever or whatever it looks like for that individual. So, you know, we try, we just try to manage it for them, keep it, keep it light, keep it small, take care of the small things, similar to an upperclassman. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least with the freshmen, just kind of enjoy that, that first experience or the transfer, that first experience. So, so let's talk about, and you use the phrase running good times. And obviously <laughs> we could get super specific. I know you have a tremendous amount of experience. You obviously enjoyed conference championships as a collegiate athlete yourself. I know you've coached at the high school level. You've mm-hmm. now coached in a number of university settings. So when we think about that man or woman or perhaps even parent or administrator or coach, mm-hmm. and we think about turning in good times, it's somewhat relative depending on the meet you're in, the institution or the campus you're on. Yeah. And yet at the same time, as we go into this new season, all of us are gonna have some benchmarks. So as you think about times and benchmarking, your athletes and those who perhaps would be thinking about whether it's Oglethorpe University, a university that perhaps is in a bigger conference or a university that doesn't have quite as an established program mm-hmm. as what you have. Mm-hmm. What are some of those benchmarks, whether it's as a new entrant into the sport or perhaps a high school senior who wants to know really what his or her options are or whether running in college is an option at all? Mm-hmm. What are some of those benchmarks? Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's multifaceted there. So, so I'm sure yeah, it is. Yeah. So two things I tell all athletes I've ever worked with. Okay. One, you're never going to be satisfied. Doesn't matter how fast you run. There's probably always going to be someone faster, and you're not gonna you're not gonna be satisfied. That's what runners are. You'll run your best time by 30 seconds or a minute or whatever, and you'll want to be better. That's the first thing. Second thing is develop or or have these benchmarks or expectations based off of where you came from. Okay. Do not base yourself. We tell we tell our freshmen this kind of to get the weight off their shoulders. Take it from where you've been. We're not going to compare Joe Schmo, who's the you know the, the woman who's running five minutes in high school, to the woman who's running six minutes in high school. Okay, they're not the same right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe down the road they will be. But in the beginning, let's be excited about developing developing from where you're at. So if you're the high school junior and you're trying to you know break 18 minutes this year or 19 minutes, and your you know your PR is 1930, then then try to break 19 minutes. Don't shoot for 1550. You know. <laughs> Um, but that's something we see a lot. You know, we get see kids that get really frustrated, turn away from the sport, get angry with it because they're not as good, or they're worried about not being as good as these these high end um, these high end runners. But in the end, even the high end runners aren't as good as the Olympians or professional athletes or you know top end scholarship runners. Um, you got to build from where you're at. You know, personal experience. Was I the best runner when I was in high school? No. And I learned along the way that if I kept beating myself down. You know, early on, because I'm not running what I need to run right away, I'm never going to get there. So I have to take it one step at a time, and eventually I got there. So that's the, that's what I tell our student athletes um, and, and parents. You know, we yep. develop, we want kids to grow from where they're at. We don't expect the kids, you know, from that are running slower times to suddenly be the faster kids. And like you said, fast, fast times are relative. You know, I've had athletes come in where they want to run the time that gets them a conference championship. We've had kids that come in and say, I want a, a male athlete say, I want to run faster in this event than any woman has ever run in the world. Because as long as faster than the fastest woman, that's all that matters to me. You know, everyone's got a different motivator, what's them, you know, what gets them going. Yep. Um, but we we tell the kids, let's just progress you from where you're at. 
Okay, so that's that's kind of that whole thing. What we tell our athletes, I think it's great advice. So you just don't get bogged down with the length of the season or setbacks. You know, you are going to grow from where you came from, and then you can continue to move from there. And one day you will have success because as long as you're getting better, that is success. Okay. Looking at times, looking at mm-hmm. benchmarks. I'm talking to a parent, an administrator, um, an uh, admissions counselor, or, or you know whatever, assistant athletic director. Um, you know, we we tend to sit down and want to be very transparent, but we also don't want to uh, deter anybody from reaching for the stars, yep. right? Uh, I've had colleagues, I've had athletes um, that you know we talked to them and said, you know, man, you know, young woman, you know, uh, I don't know if you quite have the times to be an NCAA Division One athlete. Well, guess what? They turned around. They got they got they got a walk on spot that team, and they end up setting a school record or all conference athlete or one of them. Um, you know that I, I'll you know that I recruited. Well, first time when I came to Georgia, didn't know didn't know much about the kid. He's an NCAA national champion now uh, for an out of state school here. Wow. Um, so you know a lot of great things can happen. So I'll never tell someone to not go after your dreams. If that's what you want, you do what you know is going to make you happy. What mm-hmm. you're going to shoot for. But we also need to be realistic. Um, if you're not realistic, you're going to get bogged down in the whole whole um, experience, the whole timeline of reaching whatever goals you want to you know you want to achieve. So we usually tell uh, men and women, you know, look at where you're at. Are you winning a state title? You know, in your state. Uh, let's say you're high, you're a scholastic, you're a high school kid. Um, if you're winning a state title, then yeah, you know, um, you know, and you're running comparatively good times. You're top twenty, you know, thirty kids, all divisions in the state of Georgia, or, or whatever you're at. Um, there's an opportunity for you to, to probably get an, you know, to get an athletic scholarship or be at what's called the NCAA Division One level. Um, if you're maybe a little below that, then you need to look at the Division Two schools. And maybe if you're a little below that, then Division three schools are better. That makes sense. It's pretty. That's pretty reasonable. But we also tell uh, parents and and, and, and you know, athletes every single day. I mean, I've had probably twenty of these discussions already this summer. The divisions don't really mean anything in the end. They just don't. Um, and the programs uh, are, are what's important. The coaches, mm-hmm. the institutions, your education. That's what's more important. And I never fall a kid. Hey, coach, I got a full ride to get an education at this university. Awesome, wonderful. Take that opportunity and run with it, right? Never fault that because college can't be free for everybody, right? But in most cases, even at the Division One level, you know, you do have to pay to go to college. Um, that's just unfortunately the system we we are in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it, but that's the way it is, you know. Um, and, and you know, and I, and I sympathize with that. Um, but we, you know, we want at we want our the athletes that are looking at running in college or, or whatever their journey is going to look like to sit down and figure out the best college for them, university for them, institution, location. That's more important. The coach, okay. the, the 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 student athletes. Um, because yes, you know, wearing the big time SEC jersey is awesome. That's a lot of fun. Um, but maybe you don't work with the coach well, or maybe the athletes aren't the guys you want to go hang out with and watch a movie with on Friday nights or whatever. If your experience is bad, is that worth wearing the jersey? And that, and that's what we tell kids a lot. You know, you gotta you gotta figure out what is best for you and what fits your personality. And are you gonna get a edu- good education? And then figure out the running component from there. So that's a, a great bit of coaching for me as a parent. I have a junior and a freshman mm-hmm. in high school, okay. so this is that season we're in as we think about next steps. And now all of a sudden, here is a coach at a university that at least our local audience is familiar with, saying, "Look, it's not just what's happening on the track or on that cross country course. It is so much broader than that." And you would say that a lot of what makes it that broad should be looked at at least as much, if not more, because it's about an entire package 
to help determine where the best fit mm -hmm. is going going to occur. So one of the things that I know is going to happen this month, this episode will drop on August 5th. You have not just your first meet that we'll get into with your cross-country men and women, but you are becoming a race director on the local scene <laughs> on August 10th, the Stormy Petrol 5K. First time ever, despite a storied history for Oglethorpe University, I didn't realize until I saw the press release that this will be the first ever 5K on the Oglethorpe campus. So you're kind of trading in your coaching hat for your race director cap for at least a morning. Mm -hmm. How's that coming together? <laughs> it's it's going well. We're, uh, we're getting things. I mean, I've been coordinating races. Um, we hosted the our Southern, Southern Athletic Association Conference Championships down at uh, ba uh, Battle of Atlanta. It was in Henry County. Oh, and sure. Okay. From that location uh, south of the city. We hosted a conference championship there two years ago. So we're familiar with hosting. Um, at other institutions, we hosted more home indoor and outdoor track meets than I, than I want to remember. Um, so hosting is not an issue, but growing, you know, we, it's the first year we're trying to get the, the local Atlanta running community uh, to come out to our race, to, to enjoy a closed course, uh, which you don't really get to see. I can't even actually think of a 5k, a local road race 5k sure. that I've ever ran that had to close course. So we're going to shut down the campus. We're going to open it up, start the track, finish the track, which if people didn't know, we actually have a track on our yeah. campus um, to get out there and to just have a fun. It's wooded. It's quiet. It's a little bit rolling. They just paved all the roads on campus. So it's going to be a great experience. And it's exciting to kind of go through this journey now here here in Atlanta. Um, and, and we want to grow this into an event where we can help, you know, give back to our student athletes that are going to help come out and direct and help us, you know, set up and tear down this uh, this race. So we're excited for it. We're excited putting, for it. Putting them to work. That's awesome. Again, that's on August 10th, and for someone, I moved into Brookhaven in 1998, and I was someone who had to go and look up what a petrol was. So for those of you who are like, I'm that person as well, I will spare you my idiocy when I first got into Brookhaven and go ahead and tell you it is a seabird. Coach and I exchanged some historical considerations relative to the campus and even the naming of that particular bird before we went live. But what I can tell you, whether you knew what a stormy petrol was, that's why they call it the 5K. The campus is beautiful. For those of you who have not been on the Oglethorpe campus, I can promise you that even though this is a first-time event, you will fall in love with the backdrop and with the course. Coach, I know you've got cash prizes for your mm -hmm. top performers. You've got medals for all of the age group winners. Mm -hmm. Like you already mentioned, student athletes are going to be there, not just as part of the fun, but part of the workforce. You will be able to register race day. Mm -hmm. So knowing that this will be the week that leads into your event, if you think, man, that's too bad I didn't sign up earlier, it's not too late. Even though it will be on the campus in its entirety, they will let people in early that morning to be able to register and be part of the fun. Registration, just $40. All of the proceeds benefit the cross country and the track and field teams, men and women at Oglethorpe University. That's really cool. We'll talk about that again. But the other thing in August, before you know it, it will be time for the watermelon run. August 30, <laughs> you and your team kick it off. What are you thinking about as you kind of move into the last few weeks before your first meet? What are the tune-ups that you're still doing? And I know you'll continue to make them mm -hmm. throughout the season, but that first meet, when you've got those initial butterflies, when you've got those curiosities and perhaps unanswered questions, what are you thinking about as you make your way towards August 30th? Yeah. Uh, well, excitement. I'm nervous. Um, you know, we're, we're do I'm doing all the administrative stuff, so that kind of distracts me from, you know, 
again, sitting there and driving myself nuts. So I'm figuring out, you know, what kids are coming in with certain fitness levels and what we're going to look like, you know, for, for the first race, um, at, at, the, at the end of August. But, you know, it's been, I've been kind of through the motions now here at Oglethorpe. I'm probably going to be less nervous than maybe years in the past. Sure. Um, we have a veteran team. We have a lot of, a lot of seniors this year. Um, a lot of kids are actually originally from Florida that decided to come up and be part of this, this Atlanta running community, um, and venture through the, made it through the four years of, of higher education. And, um, you know, they'll be leading our way um, when we head up to Rome and um, and do a little try meet with uh, but three little Georgia schools, us, uh, Barry College and Emory University. Yep. So it should be should be fun. It's always a great little event to kind of kickstart the season. It's on it's in the evening hours. It's usually getting dark, dust time. Got the deer out there, so it's it's always a good little experience. Um, but we're excited. We're it's going to be a good year. We just came off of a, a record setting season, a conference runner up in the SAA, uh, top ten in the NCAA South Southeast Region, um, which is one of the big regions in the country, if not the biggest for, for cross country at the our NCAA level. So we've done some great things, you know, had an NCAA national qualifier individual, mm-hmm. had a all region athletes, you know, we had a good year and we're going to try to outdo that if possible. But it's not always about that. You know, eventually when you're having a lot of success, having more success becomes harder and harder. And, sure. and we'll have to have that discussion with our kids as once we break camp, as we say, we have our camp week before, uh, before school starts, the kids moving early. And um, we'll have to talk about growth. You know, we mentioned this earlier, just the individual growth. The individuals need to get better. You need to do things consistently. You know, running is, there's nothing wrong with being a consistently good runner. I think some people forget that, you know. Um, do what you can to help your, your program, your team, because if you do that, that's almost more important to a coach, to a team, than to just running a 10-second PR, 15-second PR, is being consistently better than you've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have those type of discussions this year. So we're excited. Um, we have a great group. We'll have about 22 men on the team this year and, and a full women's team. And it's going to be it's gonna be a good year. A lot of young women on the team. We're going to have a big freshman class for the women, but it'll be a fun year. It'll be a good journey. Well, you must be a natural at this because you preempted my follow-up <laughs> question, which was going to be, look, you had a great season in 2018. What does that do relative to adding pressure or adding expectation to you as a coach or perhaps to the program. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you maybe to go just a little bit further because this is something that wonderfully enough, many coaches, many programs can relate to. They had a great season mm-hmm. last year, but there's graduation, there's turnover, there are things that happen in the off season. Mm-hmm. So for that program that did have a great year last year, comes in with maybe a little bit more expectation than what they have in the past, or perhaps they're feeling the pressure a little bit because they're that student athlete that had some really good times, showed a lot of promise, or that that coach that people now are keeping an eye on a little bit more closely, what would you say to either the athlete or the coach on this new season? Yeah, you know, I think I I, I touched upon a little bit there. It's just, you know, realizing what the realistic expectations are. Um, You want to get better. You want to set multiple goals, you know, multiple benchmarks. What we tell our our athletes and what we tell anybody, let's say I was on the outside looking at Oglethorpe, Mm -hmm. I would say, hey, coach, you know, you need to say, this is where your team wants to be. Maybe you have a separate goal as a coach. Don't tell the kids, you know, you want to accomplish that. You have the program accomplish that. And then you have the one you share with your kids, depending on you knowing your student athletes, because some student athletes do great with setting high expectations. Some mm-hmm. student athletes do not. 
you know, they need to be set more realistic and then they're going to overachieve. You have to know who you're working with. I think that's that's extremely important. So with our program, I, you know, we're going to tell the kids, hey, we know our goal is to, to, you know, to get better, to go from second to first, to win a championships. Mm-hmm. Just like any other team across the country, if you're high school or college, you want to win, right? Um, but we also, you know, realize that, you know, we've never won a championship in the history of, of Oglethorpe University cross country um, or track and field. Um, the program was almost non-existent when I got there and we had to kind of you know revamp the whole whole thing so we're doing great things you know and we have to be happy we have to reflect upon that but the reflection time is over because the season's starting mm-hmm. so we can reflect you know sometime over the holidays as we get as we're during you know indoor track season but I'll, I'll tell most of our kids you know go in and just do the things you've done and if you just go in there with expectations to to be great to be consistently great you will overachieve. There will be that breakthrough race or that time where you're going to do something amazing. Trust your fitness, trust the coaching. And I know this is maybe cliche, but believe. That's a big okay. thing that, that I have seen. If you don't believe in yourself, you don't believe in your coaches, you don't believe in your teammates, you're not going to achieve anything. You got to believe in what you're doing. Um, that was ingrained to me by my mentors, by my college coaches, and we won championships. You know, we had all Americans. I mean, it works. Um, so we would tell ki- the kids, believe in your coaches. And that's, I tell high school kids all the time that, hey, don't come to me, you know, even though we're recruiting you and, and come to me and want me to change your high school training. You got to believe in your high school coach right now. You got to believe in what they're doing because if you don't, it's going to cause problems for you right now, which is going to cause problems for us later. Okay. Believe in what you're doing. Well, I hear that, that advice, believe. And even though I think it's, and you've proven that it's great advice for that student athlete, but I think it's also good advice when I think about it as a parent. Hmm? So let me like be that. selfish for a second. Yeah. And I know I'm not the only parent who will hear this, but you know, all of a sudden we have our role too. We had a conversation last year at this time and we were talking about cross country and we got guidance. For me, it was really good, powerful guidance from coach Rick, uh, Rick Barbie at Lakeside High School who said, you know, parents, before they want to speak into the program or the training or what the expectations should be, they need to have every intent to make sure it starts at home. The refrigerator needs to be stocked with healthy food. There need to be reminders about hydration. There needs to be a real discipline about overseeing sleep and getting to bed at a reasonable hour. And once they've done all that, then if they want to speak to what should be happening in a practice or perhaps what the expectations are, but if you're neglecting what are the roles that you can play in the domain that you control, don't neglect it and then come and try to control the domain where now I'm the responsible party. I thought that is so powerful. And I've tried to take that teaching that he gave me and apply it, whether it's my son playing football or whether it's track or cross country, my daughter, like I mentioned, coming into a freshman program Mm -hmm. in high school. So I'm kind of hyper elevated right Mm -hmm. now about what is my role and how can I be most helpful? Certainly being encouraging. Yeah. I love what you said about believe. Now, I just this coach, I don't even know I have to believe in her is what you're telling me. What else would you tell me and all those other parents out there who have student athletes? Maybe they're just on the cross-country team or maybe we're thinking about this for any sport mm-hmm. or perhaps club mm-hmm. or activity they're mm-hmm. pursuing. Yeah. You know, first, uh, I want to comment on that. That that sounds like a very similar great approach. That's why they have they you know like at Lakeside they've had a great program. Mm-hmm. Um, what I call that the ninety nine percent of training, okay. basically doing everything you can that you're supposed to be doing, and then we'll have a discussion about that last one percent of training, whatever that looks like for that individual. Have that conversation with kids all the time. Well, I want to do this, coach. I want to add this to my training. Oh, I, I read this, or you know, Galen Rupp is doing this, right? Okay. 
So we have to do our 99% to the 100%. It sounds a little strange, but that's we have to do it correctly. And if we do the 99% of training correctly, you know, then we can take the next step in development. Now, if I'm talking to a parent, you know, you're walking into a, you know, uh, a first year program, you don't know the coach or have a relationship. Um, it's hard. It can be scary. Um, I think, you know, I, I look at our parents that are dropping off, going to be dropping off their kids here for the first time for college and kicking them out the door. Mm. And for them, they have to trust me, they have to trust the university and trust our program. And I think it's a little bit different at the college level. We sell ourselves. We say, hey, you know, I, I'm going to be a person that's going to take care of your son and daughter and I'm going to be the parent away from home and I'm going to be the... The one that, you know, is the buck stops here with me and we're going to take care of business um, both, you know, academically, socially, but definitely on the, the athletic side. But when you go into a program, you want to you wanna have that student athlete have fun with the experience, enjoy the experience. So looking at a, talking to a parent, you know, son or daughter go, hey, you know, go in there, listen to what the coach has to say ask questions, be engaged. I know that's really hard for a young kid to do because they're going to sit quiet. They're going to be on their cell phone. It's Mm -hmm. not, they're going to want to be engaged, but maybe just listening, picking up things and then going home and having a discussion with mom and dad about, you know, what did I learn from cross country today? What, or, you know, track practice or football practice or whatever was, what was happening? Something I enjoyed. What did I not enjoy? Having a discussion and then talking through it, talking through whatever the problems are, and working out between the parent and the kid. And if you do that and break everything down that's happening at practice, I think they can walk back feeling better and being more engaged to what the coach is selling. Because even if you're a high school coach, you're still saying, hey, follow my training because it will make you X, Y, and Z. Okay, um, it doesn't matter if you're not, you know, football or basketball, or whatever. That's all coaches are doing. We're, we're we're saying this training will get you to where you need to be. And I think having that home discussion, taking away stuff does a couple things. One, I know always, I know a lot of parents want to go to the coaches and say, well, why, why is my son daughter not playing or why they're not getting better? But I think breaking it down at home first and then when things get to a point where there is a problem, then the conversation we had because you weeded out the things you go, well, this makes sense why my son or daughter went to the JV meet instead of the varsity meet. Mm-hmm. Well, this makes sense. But the kid, the freshman, sophomore, junior, senior may not understand that. I think having that home discussion and breaking down what is the coach selling, or maybe the message is confusing. Maybe the kid, this, the kid comes home, a student athlete comes home and says, "I don't understand what coach is doing. I don't understand this program." Then you need, you know, send your kid back and say, "You need to ask coach." Then that's when you step into coach's office or in between the bells of the heist, you know, uh, during during class and say, "Coach, what are we doing? You know, Mister or Mrs. Whatever, what what are we doing?" And I guarantee, you know, nine times out of 10, they're going to sit down and give you a great explanation of why they're doing what they're doing. And then you can walk back home and say, I understand now. Or maybe a conversation needs to be had. So communication, I guess that's the bottom line. Transparent. And I think at home, besides all the other great stuff of eating and sleeping and make sure your your student athlete is, is taken care of, having a conversation about what is happening when you don't get to see it. That is so big. And I think we forget that sometimes. Um, and I see it with adults because I deal with adults, 18 to 22 year olds. And I have a parent that sees me and they go, well, why is little Johnny not doing this? Or why did little Johnny this? And I was like, have you talked to your son or daughter in the last four or five months? Mm-hmm. Because it seems like there's been no communication. What's happening here is going home. And if you want to be involved, you want them to have success. There needs to be a lot more communication about what's happening here. Now, some kids don't care. Maybe they're running gray and that discussion needs to be happen. Okay, that's fine. You know, But when things are, are new or are not going well, talk to the parents about it. Break it down and then 
you know, go ask questions to your coach. And then the third step would be bring the parents in to talk with the coach, you know. So does that make sense? Kind of it that, does, that you, progress? you paired two words, home discussion. Yep. And it's easy to just take those words independently, but let's recognize that home is really those individuals who are in the same place. And discussion is more than just getting a brief indication of what has happened and then responding very quickly. Instead, it is a discussion. It is asking questions, thoughtful questions. It is listening with intent. It is this opportunity to get a full understanding before going into the coach's office or making sure. And I love the idea that you talk about communication. You've already mentioned the importance of transparency and perhaps even some vulnerability between a student athlete and the coaching staff. And when you have these instances where there is a lack of understanding or a lack of comprehension about what we're doing as a team or what my role is as an athlete on this team, it gives you that opportunity. And I will tell you, in the workforce, in the neighborhood, in the family, there are going to be plenty of instances where there may not be a full understanding by all parties that it's the exact same thing and we all believe it is the right way. But just being able to say, my opinion is valued, and even though we're doing something that's slightly different than what I might have suggested, at least I know why now, and I can go forward recognizing that the communication is without barriers in this really, really important aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, Coach, that I had to ask you about, you seem to have wanted to do this for a long time. Even when you were at Heidelberg, you were a student coach on your team while also being a high performer. You've been doing this since you left your particular collegiate program Mm -hmm. and have been willing to, you mentioned, move around a little bit for opportunities that have presented themselves. Mm -hmm. I would imagine there are student athletes listening right now who perhaps want to be a coach at some point. There are certainly men and women who at some point would say, that's what I want to do. So tell us about the coaching journey. And if we put the student athletes and the parents aside for just a couple of minutes, speak to the coaches. What are the things that just kind of welled up inside of you at one point and said, this is me. This is who I want to be. And for the man or woman who feels that way right now. What kind of guidance would you give them? Yeah, that's great. That's a great question, and and I actually have this discussion with my own student athletes because they're the ones that come in and ask about the coaching profession. You know, more more than you more than you think. Um, so you know, leaving my undergraduate, you know, I have I wanted to get I was going to be a teacher, and I was a public mm-hmm. school teacher for about a year and a half, uh, roughly, while coaching at Oberlin and some other institutions in in the Midwest and Ohio. And I realized that coaching high school was amazing. Built a lot of great relationships. Uh, love roaming the hallways. Uh, I, I worked in special education. It was an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was something missing. There's something missing for me. Um, and I would say the the all in higher. I wouldn't say higher in, but the all in kind of investment in the all around athlete. In high school, I mean, it's classic. It is different. You know, the kids go home. The kids are not always with you. Um, you know. They're, it's awesome. It's a great experience, but it's just it's a lot different. Um, when you're in a kid's life more, there's a lot more direction you can help them with um, down the road. I think you know that's what something I wanted to be a part of. So when I'm talking to a you know a, long, a young you know young student athlete or maybe someone in a high school level or whatever that wants to go on again to college coaching, the biggest advice is first of all you got you got to go to run in college. I think that's the first step. Um, you know, not every college coach ran in college. I think you'd be surprised by that, but that's that you do see that every once mm-hmm. in a while. But running in college because it's just like, you know, if you want to be, um, you want to go on to be a professional and, you know, we want to be an engineer, we're going to need some engineering experience, okay? It's hard to be a college coach with, with some sort of background in higher education and running. 
So if you can get to college, you can be on a team that will take you, they'll work with you, they'll develop you, and then find a mentor. Find someone, if it's your coach or a graduate assistant or a fellow teammate or a friend of a friend, build that that relationship, that connection, and they'll mentor you down the road. Because I don't know one, there's not even one college coach out there that want to help their student athlete Mm -hmm. at the collegiate level get into college coaching. Because they're like, well, this is what I do. We invest our time and our passions and our and our life into this profession. We would love if you, if someone like you, went on and did the same thing and, and invested into you know young adults like we did. So, how did I get here? Well, my there was a graduate assistant that was there for a year. I, you know, I asked him how do I get into this, and he mentored me all the way. He helped me, you know, get a, a, a volunteer position. He helped me get a GA position. At my volunteer, I connected with a guy who, you know, luckily had amazing connections. He was a professional runner for Nike, so he had a lot of great connections. He helped me, you know, get that GA position also. And then I went on from there, calling people, building connections, going to our coaches' convention. And who taught me all this stuff? My mentors did. So whenever I had a problem, do I take this job? Do I not take this job? Do I make a big life decision here? Do I need to take my life over here? What do I do? I called my mentors. I, I broke it down with them through text, email, whatever, you know, phone calls, and listened to their advice. And you know, in 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 the end, you know, that's what got me to Oglethorpe. You know, um, because I, my journey took me from you know there was a, there was even a time I was going to California and I was going to coach out there and then I end up uh, kind of beeline in Texas. You know, so listening to mentors, listening to your coaches, and anything in life, find people that you know are are successful, are are professionals at whatever it is. It might not be coaching, it might be anything. Listen to what they have to say and follow that that guidance. And that's how I got where I'm at. I think that's how most you know. I had a I have a buddy um, that's a D2 guy up in uh, up in Pennsylvania. He just became the head coach. Congratulations to him. And how did he get that job? Because he called me because I knew the former head coach. And I said, hey, let's get you that job. And that's what it's all about, building, getting good advice, building connections, building relationships. So if you're a young student athlete and you wanted to get into college coaching, first of all, keep running, finish out your high school career. Get into, you know, try to find a, a college program where you can run for and then find someone, if it's your college coach or another college coach or a, a, a colleague or someone that can mentor you to get you to that next step because there will be somebody. If you ask around enough or email around enough, you'll find someone that's going to want to help you get to the next level. So that's a wonderful tip. And you mentioned it has application even beyond coaching. Find a mentor. And I know for so many of us, and especially in our days as a student athlete, we just assume the coaches know everything. And yet the secret is that they know everything, but that includes knowing others who are mentoring and have mentored them. And it allows them to have not just a network, but have a resource to be able to go to, not just to get an offer, to get into a program, but to get better, just like they expect those around Mm -hmm. them. That's awesome. There aren't very many opportunities where we get to present the guest on our podcast, our featured conversation, immediately to the general public. This is really cool. Again, on August 10th, you can meet and connect with Coach Kirk Shellhouse in person at the Stormy Petrol 5K, not far from our town Brookhaven store. For those of you who want to know more about his program or any of the programs at Oglethorpe University, go Petrol's Dot com. That's gopetrols.com. We'll leave you to do your own research on a stormy petrol. And then, of course, for those who would like more information about Oglethorpe or have not yet visited the campus, Oglethorpe, O-G-L-E-T-H, 
O-R-P-E dot E-D-U is your source there. We'll put all of that as well as Coach Shellhouse's bio in our show notes. Coach, you are a gift to this community, not just Oglethorpe, but the greater running community for what you do and certainly the enthusiasm you pour into your athletes and all of us who love what it is that we get to do every single day because it does involve putting one step in front of the other and having that pedestrian active lifestyle. So thanks for joining us this morning. Absolutely. Had a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you very much, Coach. We'll be right back after this very brief message. Shopping for a runner can be difficult, but Big Peach gift cards make it a whole lot easier. They're perfect for birthdays, holidays, or any occasion to show you support a healthy and active lifestyle. Gift cards are also perfect for the workplace as an incentive, reward, or thank you for a job well done. Big Peach Running Company gift cards are available at all seven locations and online at bigpeachrunningco.com. And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast. Dolomite, Dave, very cool. What a cool dude Coach Shellhouse is. What a privilege it was to have him here in studio with us. Yes, that's right. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I there's a lot of stuff that he said about students and just, you know, how they compare themselves to others and even other athletes, I think applies even just to everyone, even myself or anyone. It's just not just improve upon yourself. Don't compare yourself to someone else. And I think we all fall into that trap of, of seeing how someone else is doing and trying to compare and trying to reach unrealistic expectations or, or goals when we should be focused on ourselves and what we can do to better ourselves uh, every day. For sure. And, and I think that oftentimes gets missed and it's good for us to tease that back out. And coaches, please take this to heart that so much of the advice that you give in that spirit of competition and in those domains that your sport is being practiced and ultimately being performed has application to other areas of life. And we do hear you. You help us get prepared for those competitions, but more importantly, for so many different areas of our life where we're just better because of the instruction that you share with us and obviously the discipline that you instill in us. So thank you to all of the coaches who help us get prepared. Right. And speaking of preparation, you know, Part of preparation is having the right gear. Having, you know, when it comes to cross country, you got to have cross country spikes, or you got to have some sort of trail shoes. Things that you can train in um, while you're at practice, and then things that you can race in. So, um, always year round, student athletes always get 10% off at Big Peach Running Company. So, yeah, you know, as you're getting your back to school gear together, whether it's your books or whatever, do remember that you know you're going to need shoes. And if you're running cross country, they're going to get dirty. They're going to get muddy. So those are not the same shoes that you're going to be wearing in class. So get prepared, 10% off on footwear and any other accessories in the stores at all seven Big Peach Running Company locations. That is a great reminder. And here's a little tip from your favorite podcast hosts. You parents out there, make sure you get something when you're getting your student athletes all geared up because you'll then get that discount. It's kind of like your kids are saving you money because their discount then gets extended to you. Another thing that you just reminded me of, D2, I'm going to quickly indicate, especially for you coaches, for you athletic directors, you administrators, perhaps you booster club members, Big Peach on wheels. If you've not seen it, you can learn more at bigpeachrunningco.com. It is the biggest vehicle allowed on Georgia roadways without a commercial driver's license at 33 feet. It has a full running store, including a footwear wall inside of it. We love to take it 
two places where the pedestrian active lifestyle is alive and well. We already have a chocked full calendar of schools that we're visiting already where trackside, course side, in the parking lot, right outside the doors of the school, we have the chance to do things like a group run, have some fun, and then obviously bring gear for you to consider right there. So if you're someone on a campus and you've not considered Big Peach on Wheels coming to you, think about on wheels at bigpeachrunningco.com as a place to send a note and make an inquiry. We'll have somebody get back with you. Again, that's on wheels, O-N-W-H-E-E-L-S at bigpeachrunningco.com. And perhaps Big Peach on Wheels will add you to its fall cross-country tour for a visit or a meet that you have coming up. But D2, one thing that um, is going to take us beyond just coaching and certainly just cross-country is training in general. We know that so many of us are kind of past those days where we were part of a cross-country team or maybe didn't even have that collegiate experience that Coach Shellhouse did. But it doesn't mean that we don't potentially need some training. Well, true. And I mean, you said fall, you said preparation. There's a lot of us, you know, well, I won't, I haven't signed up for anything yet, <laughs> but I'm sure there's many of our uh, listeners and others that are Preparing for a fall marathon, a fall race, a fall half marathon, 10K even. And so you need training. You need to prepare for that. And we've got stores. Our Kennesaw location has a training program going on. Our Midtown store has a training store uh, training program going on as well. They're both free. They're Saturday mornings and no they've cost. got, yep, no cost. They're, um, they've got group runs during the week. They've got, you know, long runs on, on Saturdays. So all you got to do is go to our, um, our web uh, site, bigpeachrunningco.com, and then based on your location, click on either the Kennesaw or the Midtown location uh, in the navigation, and then just register, sign up, and you'll, you, you know, we'll know to expect you. Like I said, there's no cost. There's no expectation. You know, just show up, participate. You'll get the support. You'll get the advice. You get, you know, uh, a, a training plan, uh, you know, and support and camaraderie that is just encourages you to be successful and meet your goals um, for whatever distance that you're training in. And once again, it's free. Exactly. I love the camaraderie and everybody loves the free. That reminds me of something we've been doing for quite some time in our Alpharetta store too that's been a huge hit and they do such a marvelous job. Also free, we do every Wednesday night at 6.30 what we refer to as the Transformed Running Fun Dementals class. It is that free class that exposes everyone to the basics of how to run with less impact and more efficiency. So always free activities going on at Big Peach Running Company. Is there anything else coming up, D2, on this theme of free and certainly fun? Yes, and and once again, speaking of races and distances, you know, um a 10k we've got you know our big peach sizzler 10k coming up and very quickly approaching yes and um you know it's a big race it's probably one of the flattest courses that you can run um you know here in atlanta i mean it's it starts in chambly and heads down uh peach tree you know i'm not going to say that's flat it's got rolling hills but you're not going to hit anything like cardiac hill or anything like that (laughs) and you're gonna it's going to be a downhill finish uh over in buckhead uh 10k and midtown our midtown store is putting on a course preview so we will meet at the chambly martyr station 
Um, so you can park at the Mars station. We'll meet right across at, you know, basically where the start line would be, uh, which is, I think, uh, Old Peachtree Road or New Peachtree Road. I'm not going to be able, without pulling up a map, Yeah, I am not going to be able to confirm. Basically, it's, Chamblee Chamblee Martyr Martyr it's right in front of the Chamblee Martyr Station. Um, and then we're just going to run the course, and we're going to finish down in in, uh, in Buckhead, and we'll do it as a group. Once again, it's, it's free, and you get to run in a group. And if you've never run the course, then you'll get familiar with the course for race day. And you can you know be prepared to either run back if you want to do that if you want some additional mileage like oh yeah like I'm getting a, I want to get a long run in um, you can do that and then um, if not then you can hop on Marta and go back to your car or Uber back however you want to do it but yeah just be prepared that it is a point to point preview run and uh, you know I will probably be out there I live not too far from there so I will probably run to the start run the course and then run back home. You will be out of your Alakai sandals, Bermuda shorts. You will be back in the gear that everybody kind of expects to see you in. Again, all of those activities are free, whether it's the training programs in Kennesaw or Midtown, whether it's the transformed running fundamental classes in Alpharetta or that Sizzler preview run coming up later this month, specifically on the 18th. All of it is free. D2 mentioned Marta, probably not free or taking an Uber or Lyft. Definitely not free, but nonetheless, Big Peach Running Company brings you plenty of free fun. Check it all out, bigpeachrunningco.com forward slash events. You'll find those reminders and so much more. You're also going to want to be assured that even though two weeks will fly right by, we will be back again. Thanks one more time to Coach Kirk Shellhouse and go Stormy Petrels as the new season begins. We're also cheering on all of those teams in and around the greater Atlanta area as the cross-country season commences. But for now, we will bid you adieu. We will look forward to seeing you again soon. And in the meantime, as we always say, as we certainly mean, may your best miles be those covered on foot. Hey, y'all, if you enjoy our podcast, let us know. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or guests you'd like to hear on the Run ATL podcast, email us at podcast at bigpeachrunningco.com. That's podcast at bigpeachrunningco.com. Or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube.